Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, That Show Fuck Me Up. It is I, the beautiful, the talented, the funny, your host, Mariel Vizcarra. Cue in the applause. What is up, fucked up fam? Uh, episode two of season three. Wow, another week has gone. Wait, no. Wow, no. Sorry, my mind, my mind is somewhere else right now. Let me start at that again. What is up, fucked up fam? Welcome back to season three, episode five. Uh, wow, already episode five. By the time I'm recording it, so I'm recording it right now, January 9th, 2022, just in case you're listening in the near future. Um, so I just released episode one. I'll be releasing episode two next week, and I'm recording episode five right now. That's, that's so crazy. Podcasting is truly a time machine, and I think I already talked about this in the previous, in some, some other episode where it's just like, you're speaking about things so like you're in the past or like current day but then people listen to it in the future so you're thinking you're talking about things that already happened does that make sense does that make sense yes or yes only two options and the correct answer is of course yes um so let's see updates personal oh yes actually mm, well like playwriting stuff i'm workshopping a play right now or like not workshopping uh, i got some notes back i'm trying to submit it for a play festival so that it could get produced so I'm, I'm excited about that i got some really good feedback i got some really good suggestions uh from the iconic mabel reynoso who you met in the bonus episode of last season uh she read my my full-length play and honestly this shit is fucking long as fuck it's like almost 110 or it is 110 pages so i might i need I might need to cut some shit off, but um, working on that currently. Uh, also, the homies over at Cinema Foos reached out to me recently, and they want me to be a guest on their podcast. So I'm super fucking excited about that. Again, time. This is time traveling. By the time you hear this, that uh, probably guest podcast will already have been out for a couple weeks because they're hitting me up. We're probably going to record on the 16th of this month, so January 16th. I'm super fucking excited. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, their podcast is so, is so good. And I, I know I always recommend them, but go follow the homies over at Cinema Foos. They do movie reviews. Uh, they do like newer movies that just came out and then like, com- not compare it, but they kind of like with certain themes and then they watch like an older one and then they talk about them and s- talk about what they like, what the movie was kind of about. They don't give you like a play, uh, a play by play of things like I do for shows because that would be fucking crazy. Uh, but they're great. I love them. I love them, and I've never met them. Just kidding. I've met Dan. Uh, shout out to the homie Dan. Uh, what else, yo? Um, I don't know. We're more than halfway done through clickbait at this point and that's the thing i love limited series i love when a story can be told in just one season and i'm happy with it just ending as it did in um the haunting of hill house as it did in mary's town as it's gonna happen in clickbait 
it's like you know I do love a good binge season or like a good binge for a TV like if you watch those longer uh, shows or series but as a podcasting like from a podcasting perspective that shit would be fucking hard and I have people when I post like my reels on Instagram like asking for suggestions on on podcast I mean on tv shows to cover uh y'all are giving me some long ass shows and I honestly at this point by season three I don't think I'm ready for that yet I really like the short um one season shows so if y'all have some that fucked you up send them my way because i'll probably be covering it soon uh let's see any more updates on personal or the podcast i don't think so yo i do not think so so let's go move over to our recommendations corner movies i literally literally just finished watching encanto and oh so good so fucking good fucking disney doing it again and i'm not really a musical person uh sorry in advance to my homie to to my bestie mario because uh, he writes musicals <laughs> no but i love his work uh but encanto was so good it got me in my feels and she's just like we've all been there we've all been there like we have this, that responsibility of of being perfect or people expect so much from us and it's just like fuck i just want to let me let me fucking breathe for a quick second the songs were amazing loved it i also watched um i haven't finished it but i started watching it i'm like mo i i probably need like 40 more minutes don't look up um on netflix with that amazing amazing cast i don't know yo i don't know i heard good i i heard like really bad reviews but then this friend of mine uh let me know that uh, she really liked it so i was like i'm going to give it a try i get it but i don't know i feel like i don't even know how i feel about this like i get it it's kind of like making fun of the us and you know our politicians the people that are just doing their own thing and it's like nobody cares about other people but themselves and just being selfish and shit um it does have some really funny moments yeah <laughs> I'll give them that. I'll fucking give them that. Jonah Hill, amazing. I love him. I love Jonah Hill. We love uh, comedic, comedic, comedic. I don't know how is that pronounced. We love a comedic king, uh, and he's lovely. He's a lovely person. But maybe I'll give you, uh, you know, a fuller thought or my thoughts on it once I do finish watching it. I. And also, what's up with long-ass movies, though? I could binge a show for 24 hours and I'll be fine, but long movies? It's like you could get the point across sooner. Two hours and 18 minutes? You did not need all that fucking time. Like, I know you had, like, this huge cast with, like, fucking A1, not the sauce, names, but it's, like, it does not have to be two hours and 18 minutes. I'm sorry. Who has the time? Who has the, what is it called? The attention span for that. Not me and not I, but yes. Moving on to podcast recommendations. So I, st I finally started listening to the, the Always Sunny pod or the Always Sunny podcast, but like that just covers um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. If you love It's Always Sunny you're going to like the podcast because it's basically just the cast talking about like the episode and the creation of it and shit like that and what their mind was and their lives. And you already know these people are so 
fucking funny. These actors are so funny. If you like that really dry, really dark humor, this is the podcast for you. And the the episodes are not that long, so if you're not like the the type of person that likes to like listen to long ass uh podcasts, this is it for you. TV shows. So, uh because I posted in my like personal Instagram about clickbaits, uh, a, f- a friend reached out to me and he's like, "Have you watched Entourage?" And like, you know, uh fucking Nick Brewer, that was like how he started out or I don't know if that's how he started out but I started watching Entourage and it's also really good it's like uh comedy slash drama 30 minute episodes you know shit that you could just binge and like have it be doing shit but can also pay attention to it at the same time because it's not like really uh heavy material so I definitely I had never seen it it's a really it's an older show it came out I think it uh, came out in 2004 but you know if you're a little sensitive to uh, misogyny, sexism, uh, all the all those amazing, amazing things, that was a joke, obviously. You know, uh, shows at that time did not have the fucking social filter that we have now. So just uh, a heads up. But mwah, Nick Brewer, or I don't, dude, I should know this actor's name. I really should. It's fine. It's fine. You know who the fuck I'm talking about. The Nick, the actor that plays Nick Brewer in uh, Clickbait, looks mwah, chef's kiss on Entourage. He was like the perfect pretty boy, dark curly hair, like beautiful smile, um, like light eyes, and I mean he still looks hot as fuck on Clickbait, but you know mm, he 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 aged well. He aged well, but he looks fucking hot on Entourage. Uh, but yes, those are, that was my recommendation corner. Maybe my next episode, I'll give you, I'll let you know how, how I ended up feeling about Don't Look Up. Let's get started with episode five of Clickbait, The Reporter. We are back in the interview between Emma and reporter Ben Park, and Emma's going off about how Nick had told her that he was unhappy in his marriage and that he was going to leave Sophie, but that then she found out that he was telling the same thing to other women in other dating sites he had. Then Ben asks the question about what she thought of the signs that Nick was holding, and then it cuts to Ben's boss pressing pause on the video of the interview, and she's excited that he got the interview from Nick Brewer's mistress. His boss asks why he hadn't told her uh, that he was pursuing this story, and he just says because he knows that he would have given it to his like coworker Janine, the white, young, pretty reporter. Oh, and yeah, Ben is Asian, so obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, they're going to give more work to the pretty white girl, of course. Discrimination in the workplace, people. Discrimination in the fucking workplace is alive. Um, his boss asks what his angle for the story is, and Ben says uh, the truth behind those signs and how everyone already knows that Nick Brewer was a serial cheater, but that the real question is if he was also a murderer. His boss tells him to get an interview from Sophie Brewer, and he lets her know that Sophie isn't talking, and she tells him to do his job and get her to talk. Yes, get Sophie Brewer to fucking talk. <laughs> we see Ben go to his desk and put on his headphones, and get he gets right to work. He did not take one tiny break. He's like, 
do you want me to get Sophie Brewer to talk? I got you, girl. Uh, he looks up Sophie's Facebook profile and goes through her pictures. Then he starts messaging all of Sophie's friends to see if they will give an interview regarding Nick and Sophie or to answer some questions regarding Nick and Sophie. Uh, Ben's coworker gets there and asks how it went with uh, his job with his uh, boss. So his boss in this name is Dakota. So big boss lady. And then Ben tells him how if he lands the story, then it is prime time. Uh, we hear a ding from his computer and one of Sophie's friends already responded to his message. And I think it's Sophie's lawyer slash neighbor friend, Alice, because she said to please uh, decease or we will take further action, meaning to stop prying or you will catch this lawsuit, bitch. Um, Ben's coworker, Ben's coworker tells him that he ordered takeout and if he's hungry and Ben gets an idea because there's like this glow in his eyes and a light bulb definitely turned on. Uh, we then see Ben getting to the brewer house holding a takeout bag and he walks past the reporters and one of them asks if the takeout is for them. And Ben, very sassy, responds, oh, sorry, Jess, award-winning reporter at work. And the reporter replies, uh, yeah, in your dreams. Ben goes up to the house and knocks and Kai opens the door. Ben tells Kai that he has a delivery, like a food delivery, and, Kate, and Kai goes back inside to ask if anyone ordered food. But at this point, Ben very bravely walks inside the house and begins to take video fucking footage on his phone. And he's just like, Pia is sitting in the kitchen and notices him and asks him what the hell he's doing there. And Ben tells her that he comes in peace and starts approaching Pia, but Pia just tells him to stay where he is. Uh, Sophie comes down the stairs and Pia tells Ben that he has 30 seconds before she calls the cops and Pia tells Sophie that Ben was taking pictures of the house. Sophie asks, what the hell do you think you're doing and tells him to get out of her fucking house and Ben cuts her off and lets them know that Emma Beasley is talking to the press and how he thought that they should know. Oh, of course. Moral compass, of course. Uh, ben continues and mentions how Emma saying that she was Nick's mistress and how he abused her and Ben says that Nick is not here to defend, defend himself but that Sophie could be his voice and speak up on his behalf. Sophie again tells him to leave, and Pia threatens to call the police, and Ben just walks out. We then see Pia, Andreas, and Sophie in the kitchen, and Pe Pia is leaving Emma a voicemail asking her to call her back. Andrea says, maybe the reporter has a point, and how Sophie should consider granting an interview. Sophie lets Andrea know that she's not doing it and how she won't give Emma the time of day with a response from her. And Pia tries to say something, but Sophie, Sophie just says that she is done and walks away. Pia tells her mom that it would help if she stayed out of it, and Andrea tells Pia that it would be nice if she had her back once in a while. Ouch, you could see this strained mother-daughter relationship, how, you know, it was probably like Nick was a mama's boy and like Pia was always like more, um, you know, not as close to their mom. Um, so Andrea also walks away at this point after deliver delivering this like heartbreaking line. Uh, so they leave Pia alone in the kitchen and she calls Amiri and leaves him a voicemail saying that she needs to see him. Next, we're in Ben's apartment and Ben's boyfriend is there, uh, Cam. And Ben is in his computer going through Match.com and his boyfriend is like, should I be jealous? <laughs> Ben is saying how Nick had different dating sites, and if he's able to find those dating sites, he might be able to find out who he was talking to. And Ben mentions how that the only problem is that he can't look at any profiles unless he's a registered user. And Cam responds, so you're signing up to straight dating sites. <laughs>
<laughs> ben tells him that there's about 2,000 dating sites in the U.S. alone, and Cam is like, good luck with that. Ben tells his boyfriend that if he cracks this, he's probably looking at a permanent on-air role, and how if Nick Brewer really committed a crime, that he could uh, help someone and make an actual difference. Cam asks if he needs any help, and threatens that if he turns straight, that it is Ben's fault. So, you know, like, he's gonna be creating a profile on a straight dating site. <laughs> and Ben is like, there's a 0% chance that that will happen. And then they start making out. Making out. Super cute. I love it. Back in the Brewer household, Amiri gets there and he has his son with him. Amiri introduces Pia to his son, Arya. And Arya's, oh, he's so cute, yo. He's so precious. I love him. He has, like, these big eyes with like long lashes i love Arya, and pia apologizes and asks if he's off duty and amiri tells her that it is okay and that he was on his way to take him back to his mom pia is like so you are and amiri tells her that he's separated and uh oh my god fucked up fam detective amiri looks so fucking hot here i just there, if there's one thing you gotta know about me is that I love a brown man with a nice beard. Oh, I love it. Love, 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 love. Uh, Amiri leaves uh, Arya watching TV with Kai, and then the grown-ups go to the kitchen. Amiri asks Sophie and Pia when the interview like airs uh, with Emma, and they respond that they don't know, and Pia asks if they can do something about it. Sophie asks if Emma's giving an interview... Uh, if Sophie asks Amiri if Emma giving an interview would impede the investigation in any way, and Amiri tells them that talking to reporters is not considered breaking a law. P agrees, but that everyone already thinks that Nick is a douchebag and the interview will just make him look worse. Sophie asks Amiri if he has any new leads, and he tells them that their best lead is a stolen band from the first episode, the one where, you know, they didn't even find out about it, it was uh, Pia's friend that was like, oh you know, that they were looking at videos and trying to decipher, like, the background of the video where Nick was. And he tells them that they're running a uh, number of plates against freeway cameras till they get a match. Pia asks if that's the only thing that the police knows, and Sophie says, so you can't help us stop Emma's interview, and you're no closer from finding my husband's killer. And Sophie coming through with the punches, honestly, because Sophie's disappointed and is like, thank you for stopping by in such a short notice, and how she needs to call the insurance company back, and then she's going to call her lawyer. And Amiri tells her that he wishes that he could do more, and Sophie replies, so do I. And honestly, I, I think I need to take back the whole, like, the, the van thing that I just said, that I just ranted about, because I think they're talking about the van that uh, ran Emma Beasley off of the road. <laughs> so, my apologies. I was like, I could probably, like, edit that, but I feel like, oh, that's too much work, so. <laughs> um, um, so, Amiri asks Pia how she's doing, and Pia ignores his question and asks what he's not telling them. She says that there had to be more and tells him that if it weren't for her, he wouldn't even be in the investigation. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like when you help someone and then you throw it back in their face. That's not cool. But I guess, I mean, Pia did lose her brother and she wanted Amiri to be the detective in charge because she had a liking to him. Uh, wink, wink, a liking <laughs> to Mr. Woody himself. Mm, I wonder how he got that nickname, though. Uh, Amiri tells her that the police is looking for the vehicle that swiped Emma's car and how they're checking the security footage around the hotel. 
Pia wants to know why Anna Mary tells her that someone doesn't want Emma to tell her story. And Pia just says, so that is why you're not trying to stop Emma from telling her story because it might flash, flush out the killer. Emma, uh, no. Pia tells Amiria that they do not give a fuck about the collateral damage that the interview will cause and that they just have a stare off. Uh, Ben, wait, I'm like, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben, so it cuts to Ben in his apartment and he's looking through some college thread and there are multiple messages saying how, like, how many sexual assaults has this college covered up? And she, shit, like, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? So I feel like there's people, like, arguing, uh, under the comments. And another person says, that rule doesn't apply when you're a man. And then the person with the handle, Jen Hen underscore 2001, says, Y'all losers can defend him all you want, but you weren't there. So it, so you can see that there's definitely some opposing views within this thread. Ben looks at uh, a team picture of the volleyball girls at the college that Nick worked at, and he sees that one of the players is called Jenny Hansen. So Jen Hen underscore 2001. Of course. Of course. How did he come to that conclusion that it was one of the volleyball players? Like, it doesn't make any sense, but of course, I guess, reporter, reporter techniques. Uh, we see Jenny get dropped off at school, so now it's they're at school, and Ben is there, and his co-worker, the one that offered him takeout. Um, so they're already there waiting for her. Uh, ben approaches and asks if Jenny ask if she's Jenny and introduces himself and ask if she knew Nick Brewer. Jenny tells him that they're not supposed to talk to reporters and starts to walk away, but Ben quotes what she posted in the message board thingy. Uh, this catches Jenny's attention, and Ben is like, if Nick Brewer hurt you, and Jenny tells Ben that he's talking to the wrong person and how it is not her that um, was hurt. Ben asks who, who he should be speaking to and how he already interviewed one woman that claims that Nick Brewer's Nick Brewer abused her, and and as Jenny and Ben are speaking, Matt Alden notices them uh, like talking from his office window. Jenny tells him that Tara Wilson was the best wine wind wind best wind spiker in the league and how she does not know exactly what happened but that a few weeks ago she heard nick and tara arguing and she does not know about what but that it sounded intense and how a week later tara quit the team so at this point matt alden gets there and asks jenny if everything's all right and jenny tells ben that she has to go uh matt asks ben if he can help him with anything and ben is like i was just asking about the facilities of course you were ben and how he was thinking of maybe joining a team and like an asshole matt responds i don't think women's volleyball is for you and ben is like yeah they're all very tall and thanks him and walks away and donnie the receptionist comes out and asks matt if he needs uh her to call security and he says that he thinks they're okay and calls the reporters leeches uh cut to ben and his co-worker getting to a coffee shop and tara wilson is working there as a waitress ben approaches her and he introduces uh he introduces himself and asks if he can ask her a few questions about nick brewer tara wants to know what his questions are and ben lets her know that he found out that she had an argument with nick a few weeks ago and that her friend jenny told him that she was worried about her Tara is like over the topic of conversation and begins to walk away, but Ben stops her and tells her that bad things happen to good people and that she should speak up. Uh, Tara tells Ben that Jenny doesn't know shit about her or her life and that neither does Ben and then walks away. 
back in this uh in the new studio uh everyone is standing around looking towards the big bosses so dakota's office and ben notices and asks his co-worker janine what is going on and she lets him know that sofa sophie brewer is there and how she brought in a attorney 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 <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna mispronounce it. I was gonna be attorney. Uh, no, I was gonna say attorney, attorney, attorney. I, I pronounced it correctly. Disregard. And Ben looks worried about this. We then see Sophie and her lawyer Alice telling Ben's, uh, telling Ben's boss Dakota to kill the Emma Beasley story, or that they will sue them. Dakota wants to know what are they gonna sue, like what are they gonna sue them for? And Sophie, uh, Sophie's lawyer Alice is like. Did you know that one of your reporters posted some food delivery person to gain access into Mrs. Brewer's home? And Dakota responds that she was not aware of that and how that is not something she would ever condone or approve of. Sophie's not buying this bullshit and takes talks about the business, like takes out the business card that Ben gave her and explains how he broke into her house and harassed her family. Alice tells her that they're prepared to file a police report and sue the news station for damage and mental anguish. A bit, and Dakota is like, unless we kill the Emma story, right? And Alice tries to threaten her and ask, how is it going to look? One of your reporters breaking into the victim's house. And Dakota lets her know that she thinks that no one's going to notice because everyone's focus is going to be in the Emma Beasley story. And to remember that the show has 90 million subscribers and that they want to know, like that want to know about this story. Alice is done and tells Dakota that they're that they're going to leave, but Dakota uh, lets Sophie know that she can't stop the story from getting out, but that she has the ability to control the narrative if she grants them an interview, and how she has been authorized by her boss to grant her financial incentive, so to pay her for the interview. Sophie is like, absolutely not, but Dakota tells her that it's either her story or Emma Beasley's story and to grant them an interview. The scene cuts and Emma, Alice, and Dakota are walking out of Dakota's office and Sophie gives Ben the dirtiest mad dog ever as she passes by his desk. Dakota is walking them out and she tells Alice, thanks again for putting your trust in us, so I guess that means that they agreed on an interview. Ben and Janine approach Dakota, uh, wanting to know the scoop, and she tells them that they got Sophie Brewer and to gather information because that they will be meeting in an hour for mock interviews. Dakota tells Janine to be ready and Ben is like wait you're giving the interview to Janine and he mentions how the story broke because of him and not Janine but Dakota reminds him that he also broke into the Brewer house and how she should fire him for that. Ben reminds her that he gave her the Emma Beasley story and Dakota says that the that the Emma Beasley story is now dead and that he's off the like the you know the story he's just off he shouldn't no longer try investigating on the brewer story the nick brewer story we then see ben back in his apartment and he's looking at a news report about how there are still no leads on who murdered nick brewer and how the question that remains is if nick's death was a revenge killing Cam approaches him with a laptop, so Cam is Ben's boyfriend, and says, you owe me, and then shows him that he found a deactivated site, uh, dating site account for someone named Jerry, Jeremy Wilkerson, and they were using Nick Brewer's pictures, so I guess this was one of uh, Nick Brewer's like accounts. Ben is trying to figure out how to get the information from a deactivated account, and Cam gives him an idea of just buying the data from the site. He mentions how he just wrote a paper on this, and he explains that there are companies that sell data 
data batches of pre-existing sites and that they will give you people's usernames, profile pics, age, genders, sexual orientation, all of that for a couple hundred bucks. Cut to Pia getting to the brewer house and, like always, gets surrounded by the reporters. We then see Sophie inside the house and she's talking on the phone with her mom and she's reassuring her that she is fine and that she does not have to call her every 30 minutes. Pia gets inside the house and she brought her some stuff. She's, Pia mentions that Sophie is under siege uh, and Sophie's like, God bless you. When do they even sleep? Referencing to the reporters outside of her house. Pia asks Sophie if she's really going to do the interview, and Sophie tells her that it is the only way to kill the Emma Beasley story. Pia warns her that they're going to twist everything she says to fit into their narrative and explains to Sophie how she's back at work now and everyone is always staring at her as if she she's a freak show and how it is probably going to be worse for her since she was Nick's wife. Sophie tells her that by doing the interview, this is the only way uh, she has some control over the story and how Ethan and Kaya agree with their mom on this one. Back in Ben's apartment, he tells Cam how he just got the data that they purchased. Ben asks if having all that private information is even legal and Cam rushes over and he looks so excited. Ben looks up Jeremy Wilkinson. And Nick's incognito profile comes up and Ben mentions how it feels wrong to have his whole profile usage history and Cam tells him to check his connections. Cam tells Ben that there's a date that there's data about the number of messages exchanged and how the number of messages uh, like the number of messages is that means that there's a higher probability that these two people met up in person or that they hooked up. And that is when they encounter a profile of someone named Maggie from Sacramento. Ben looks up Maggie Oakley and he tells Cam that he could not find any woman with the, with that name in Sacramento and how he had also checked every social media site he could think of and that nothing showed up. Cam tells him that she was probably using a fake name the same way that Nick Brewer uh, had been using fake names in all his profiles. And Ben is like, what if she's the one that killed Nick Brewer and how they could possibly solve the entire case if they found her? Cam looks up, uh, looks at one of the pictures from Maggie Oakley's profile and notices that she is at some type of like library slash bookstore. And Ben begins to look up bo bookstores in Sacramento and he starts a system of like deduction and he finds a bookstore with the same bookshelf slash books as the one in Maggie's profile. Cam is like, road trip? Uh, we then see Ben and Cam getting to the bookstore and a friendly man says hello. And Ben says that he loves the smell of old books. Man, the man asks if he can help them with anything and Ben tells him that they're looking for an old friend of theirs, Maggie Oxley, and if he knows her. Man, the man is like, yeah, I'll go find her and how she is their mascot or the bookstore's mascot. The friendly bookstore man comes back carrying a cat, and he asks Ben if that is the friend that they were looking for. Ben shows the man a picture of a woman in the profile, so Maggie, and he immediately recognizes her as Sarah. And Ben tells him that it is ex extremely important for him to get in contact with Sarah because he believes that she could be in danger. The man tells them that Sarah Burden died four months ago, and Cam and Ben just turn to each other, and like they're like in shock. Uh, next, we see Ben and Cam walking, and Ben is reading Sarah's obituary. Burton, Sarah, a loving soul, a troubled heart, no cause of death. Honestly, if they described me as a troubled heart in my obituary, I would come back and haunt the fuck out of everyone or whoever made that decision. <laughs>
Then Ben continues reading, and it says that Sarah was survived by her brother, Simon Burden. Cam asks Ben if they should call the cops, and Ben is like, are you kidding me? Cam says that this could be like a lead to the case, and Ben is like, exactly. Ben looks up Sarah's brother, so Simon, and mentions how he looks kind of creepy in the picture that he pulls up. And Ben Ben manages to find his address on some type of fucked up app. Like, if you could find someone's address just by typing in their name, that's kind of scary. Cam is against the idea of just showing up to Simon's house after his sister literally just died four months ago. And Ben tells Cam that this is his job and to just let him do it. They arrive at some apartment complex and Ben tells Cam to wait for him in the car and that he was just going to go up there alone and Cam tells him to be careful. We see Ben getting to uh, Simon's floor and he approaches his apartment and knocks and yells out hello. He tries the door and it is locked, uh, but then he looks under the floor mat and he finds a spare key taped to the floor mat. Ben goes inside the apartment and starts yelling out hello again and just looking around the place. He sees some picture of Sarah and her brother uh, together and he takes a picture of that with his phone. Ben starts going through each room and checking closets and shit. And shit. And shit, not shit. <laughs> Then we see Cam outside and he sees Simon getting to the building and calls Ben, but something under the bed uh, catches Ben's attention, so he ignores the call. He gets his box from under the bed and notices that it has a bunch of stuff and he starts going through it. At this point, Cam is getting like freaked out and he calls uh, Ben again, and this time Ben answers and Cam lets him know that he just saw Sarah's brother Simon go into the building and how he thought that Ben had been talking to him this whole time. Ben immediately hangs up the phone and then we see Simon get to his fucking apartment yo and he opens the door and goes inside and Ben is about to leave but like at the same time that he's coming in he is gonna like almost at the door but then he manages to hide behind a wall uh so Sarah Simon Sarah's brother sits in his sofa with his back turned away from Ben and he starts packing his bong and takes a bond hit and just as he's doing that Ben sneaks behind him and closes the door after himself but Simon hears the door closing and he goes outside of his apartment and just starts saying fuck 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 and he checks the stairs and yells out after Ben and Ben is running down the stairs Simon decides to take the elevator and we see Ben running towards Cam and the car and is like get back in the car let's go I'll explain it later Ben and Cam are in the car and Simon says uh, and Simon <laughs> and Simon is running towards them as the car pulls away Simon is screaming what were you doing in my apartment as he runs after the car and as the car drives away he just gives up in the car, Ben is getting, like, that nervous giggle kind of laughter that you get when you get, like, an adrenaline rush. And he just keeps saying how that was so close and how Simon looked fucking insane. Ben notices that Cam is super serious and is like, Cam? And Cam just responds with, don't. Ben tries to play friendly, but Cam just screams out, I said don't. And they drive the rest of the way in silence. But we see that Cam was able, we, no, we see that Ben was able to get something from the box that he found under Simon's bed. Cut to Amiri working and he calls Pia and Pia's at work, uh, but she stills answer and asks if he has any new information. Amiri tells her that he has nothing yet, but that he just wanted to apologize for being sensitive. And Pia just tells him that he was just doing his job. 
Amiri goes on and says how he can't imagine how difficult this has been for her and her family. And Pia says that it's all the media bullshit and how she doesn't even know how to cope with her actual feelings about her brother being dead because she doesn't even know who he was anymore. Pia tells him to just find that person that killed him and hangs up on him. One of Amiri's co-workers tells him how they how she thinks she got something, and she says that she run the plates from the van that drove Emma Beasley off the road and how they were fake, but that she managed to get some stills of the guy who was driving the van. We then see Cam and Ben parked outside their place, and Cam tells Ben that he's going to go crash at his parents tonight. Ben is like super confused as to why Cam is acting that way and how he understands how that he was scared and Cam cuts him off and confesses that it was his reaction that scared him and how Ben had broken the law by going into Simon's apartment. Ben apologizes and tells him to come inside and Cam is like, there are real human beings on the other side of your stories. You, you do know that, don't you? Ben is like over it and he just gets off the car and Cam drives away. And the thing that Ben took was uh, a phone, so Sarah, Sarah's old phone and how he's able to connect it to his laptop and pass all like the information from the phone to his computer. Ben is going through some of Sarah's pictures that he and he encounters a video of Sarah singing and playing the guitar. Ben texts Cam that he loves him and goodnight, uh, but Cam just leaves him on red. Then Ben finds a folder in her files with the name of the dating site that, that uh, they were using and within that folder is a subfolder with Jeremy's name and he op opens it and finds a bunch of text between them. Sarah is asking uh, Jeremy or Nick why he was mad at her and Jeremy responding that he did not sign up to be her personal crisis hotline. Ouch. Then, several other text messages in which Sarah tells him not to say that and Nick asking if she was threatening him. Then Sarah texting back that he had said that he loved her and Nick telling her that he had had enough and how it was over. We see Ben go inside his boss's uh, office, so Dakota, and he tells her how he is interviewing Sophie Brewer and she's like, no, you're not. But he's like, yes, I am. And then he shows her the text that he found. Dakota asks if the texts are real and how he found that info, and Ben tells her that he can't reveal his sources, but that the information is real. Dakota asks what will happen if she does not give the give him the interview, and Ben threatens uh, uh he threatens her with going to another like a uh, news outlet, and Dakota argues that that would be a breach of contract, and Ben is like, so fire me. Dakota just nods and her just nods her head and like scuffs. We then see Sophie on the day of the interview and she's in her room getting ready. Pia walks in and tells her how she looks nice and Pia asks Sophie if she thinks that Nick having those affairs is what got him killed and how he, she just keeps thinking that it might be connected. And Sophie tells her that she does not know and Pia apologizes for even bringing it up. Pia tells Sophie that they can all watch the interview together and that she will invite her mom over and that she's going to keep Andrea in check. Sophie tells her that she would like that and Pia tells her good luck and walks out. We then see Sophie and Alice driving to the interview and Alice is kind of coaching her with some questions that they might ask about Nick's affair and Sophie gives the which is human beings respond to his cheating and how everyone makes mistakes and Alice tells her that that is good. Cut to Ben looking super empowered and ready to interview Sophie Brewer. This is his fucking moment. He legit looks so sure of himself, not a drop of doubt. And Dakota walks in and asks how he's feeling and he replies with great. And Dakota tells him to go get her.
We see Ben walking towards the studio where the interview is going to be at. And he walks past Janine and she tells him not to fuck it up. And he's like, don't intend to. And under his breath, he mumbles, bitch. <laughs> ben approaches Sophie and Alice and he's all cheery like, Mrs. Brewer, hi. After he broke into her house. And Alice asks where Janine is at. And Ben explains how Dakota felt that it might be better for him to conduct the interview. Sophie just doesn't give a fuck and tells him that she just wants to get this over and done with. Oh, and I absolutely adore Sophie's dress. Very much giving me mourning the death of my murdered husband, but also like I'm a hot-ass widow. So yes, I stand. Ben tells her that there's no need for her to be nervous and she just think of this as a chat between friends. And Sophie's like, I'm not nervous and we're not friends. Right. Uh, cut to the middle of the interview and Sophie's explaining what her thoughts were when she first saw the video. She mentions how she at first thought it was a prank or a student film, but then she realized how very real it was. Ben asks about the signs that Nick was holding and Sophie responds that those signs are a lie and how everyone that knew Nick knows that. Ben asks if Nick had a temper and Sophie says that he didn't. And Ben keeps pushing and asks if he ever got angry and Sophie's like, everyone gets angry. And Ben responds, not everyone gets arrested for assault. Sophie re uh, replies that Nick was a teenager when that happened and that everyone does stupid things when they're young and Ben agrees with her. Ben wants to know about Curtis Hamilton and states, uh, and states that Curtis and Sophie had a, an affair and she just says yes. Ben wants to know if Sophie knew that Nick was seeing other women when she started her affair with Curtis and she replies that she didn't know. Ben also wants to know if she knows now uh, that if she knows now that, you know, her husband had been like cheating on her. And Sophie just mentions that there are claims being made, but she does not know them to be true. Ben is like claims that your husband was seeking out other women online and so Sophie brings out her rehearsed line about them all being human making mistakes but Ben interrupts her and mentions Emma Beasley and how Emma has accused uh, Nick of being emotionally abusive towards her. Sophie just tells Ben that if Emma really believes that then she did not know Nick at all and how her husband was the victim of a senseless crime. Ben then asks Sophie if she's aware that one of the other women Nick was seeing, Sarah Burden, took her own life. And at this point, like, fucking Sophie's life just falls down, like, like metaphorically, obviously. But she turns to Alice because she does not know what to say or how to react, and she just stays quiet for a while. Ben continues and mentions how Sarah was only 29 years old when she died and how they have obtained transcripts of one of the final conversations between Sarah and Nick and asked Sophie if she would mind reading the transcript. Sophie reads, reads them in her head and Ben says, as you can see, those messages are damning. Then he asks Sophie if this is why her husband was murdered. Sophie asks where he even got those text messages and she called and she says, and she says that Ben is a sick son of a... And before she's even able to finish, she just gets up and walks away and says that she's done. And Alice yes, yells out to him, how dare you? And she is. She and Sophie leave. Back in Ben's apartment, Ben gets there and Cam comes out of the room and they just say hi to each other. And Ben tells Cam, welcome home. Cam asks how the interview went and Ben says that he wishes he could have been there. Cam asks Ben if he has thought about what he said, and Ben begins explaining how with his job comes a lot of collateral damage. And Cam is like, you're talking about people. Ben continues and lets Cam know, uh, 
and he just like mentions how Cam was having fun when he was helping him track down Sarah Burden and Cam agrees that it was fun but because it felt like a game till it didn't. Cam tells Ben that he was never this ruthless in college and Ben responds that he had to graduate graduate into the real world and this is just how the real world works. And Ben also mentioned how he just cracked this case wide open and wants to know what Cam wants from him and if he wants him to quit his job. Cam just tells him that he wants him to hold himself to a higher standard and how he does not like how he has he is at work. And Ben just says that he, who he is at work is who he is now and how he is not ashamed of that. And Cam just leaves and Ben looks defeated. Back in the brewer house, Andrea is saying, I thought we agreed. And Sophie's telling them how she does not want the kids to see her at the interview. Ethan and Kai are like, how are you going to stop us, mom? And how they could just go upstairs and watch it on their phone. And Pia's like, they're right. And tells Sophie that she can't protect them from this. Sophie gives in and they see the interview together. We see the TV and Ben's introduction and the questions that Ben asked Sophie. And Ben goes on and says how they have evidence that suggests that Nick Brewer was an online predator, a serial cheater, and an abuser of women. He gives the example of Sarah Burden on how her and her brother lost their parents at an early age and moved from foster home to from to from foster home to foster home. How Sarah battled depression and crippling pain from a car accident. And Ben goes on and says that how when Sarah met Nick, she thought she had finally met someone who would look after her and how she was so wrong. Then we get a snippet of Ben asking Sophie if she knew that that one of the women that Nick had been talking to uh, took her own life. And then we hear a reenactment of Nick and Sarah's last message exchanged before she killed herself. Sarah. So I'm just going to say Sarah and their line and then Nick and their line. So Sarah, why are you mad at me? Nick, because I didn't sign up to your personal crisis hotline. Sarah, you said you loved me. Nick, I've had enough. It's over. Don't contact me anymore. Sarah, don't say that. I told you what I would do. Nick, are you threatening me? Sarah, it's more than a threat. Do you want me to do it? Do you? Nick, go ahead. Do it. I don't care. Then we get a close-up of Sarah's brother, Simon's face, as he's watching the interview. End of episode. Alrighty then, let's get started with our segment. Starting with, you already know the fucking drill. We've done it for the past three seasons already. So starting with that shit's traumatizing. I remembered the name of the segment this time, so that's always a good. Um, okay, just let's just jump into it then. The anxiety I experienced watching Ben go into Simon's apartment, and so Sarah Burden's brother Simon. Holy fucking shit! This mu- this man has guts. This man is out here not giving a fuck about his life or anything else other than him getting to you know write this story or to bring this story to light holy shit breaking and entering rummaging through someone's apartment literally breaking laws to get information about this story look when i was growing up i was like i want to be a news reporter but then uh i found out that it 
that it's really competitive and you know bare minimum i'm a bare minimum daddy as we've already established i'm like it's such a competitive world i have to look beautiful all the time i have to not stutter i have to have perfect pronunciation and as you already can fucking see as you can see and you heard that is not the case with uh your lovely lovely host yes i'm beautiful yes i'm talented i'm hilarious uh but yeah i wouldn't last a second in front of a camera no i would i wouldn't last a second in front of a in front of like the scrutiny of like the tv watchers like they would tear me to fucking shreds because i am not i do not articulate my words well well first of all i don't even know why i'm talking about this because I wouldn't, I'm never going to be a reporter, and yes, but y'all get what I mean, y'all get that the people would fucking hate me because people are horrible, and they would tear me to shreds on the internet, like, they would fucking have, like, fucking, um, reddit, subreddits about how much they hate me, that type of shit, y'all get it, y'all get me, but I didn't know that in order to get on top, you have to do all of this shit, like, Mr. Ben Park, you're breaking the law and and he was still in there when simon got there holy fucking shit if that's not traumatizing i feel like it was a little bit exhilarating for ben on ben's end like once he got inside the car and cam and he was telling cam to drive like ben had like a little um like a little rush from it like a little euphoric rush from doing something illegal which you tend to do or like you tend to get when you know your life is in danger in some way and then you end up being okay so that's normal um an adrenaline rush that's the fucking word i was looking for of course of course i couldn't find it but yes that's the word that i was looking for um but just put yourself in that position first of all i would never break into no if the situation made me break into someone's house because <laughs> if someone I love is inside a house and I have to break in to get them, I'm a break in for them. That's that's how I picture this. But I would never do it for a fucking story. Shit, no. You don't know what you're going to find in there. You don't know what type of person Simon is. And Ben's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm trying to get my information, which he does. Also, let's just think of this from like Cam's perspective. So Ben's boyfriend. Imagine how scary that, that is. That you're just like waiting outside for your boyfriend while he does like his little interviews. And then you see the per the person that he was supposed to be interviewing outside like walking into the building and you're like what the fuck has this man been doing the whole time i've been waiting for him so usually at this point like my mind would go to the worst case scenario like oh he's dead like literally like he's fucking dead inside and that's probably what cam thought and the fact that ben was so chill about what he had just done i think that's why he was even more mad like like bro you can't fuck with people's lives like this um, but yeah, uh, I feel for Cam. I feel, 
Yes, I feel for, I was like, I feel for both of them, but then you know me, I'm such a Libra, I'm like, I gotta see both sides of the story, see both sides of the fucking coin, and I'm never gonna make a decision, I'm never gonna be like, yeah, he was more right than him for what he did, or he was more right than him, I literally just said the same thing twice, (laughs) all right, 13, 13, third thing, not 13, uh, third thing on that shit's traumatizing, Sophie finding out her husband encouraged someone to commit suicide. I mean, Sophie walked out of that fucking interview. I don't know what I would have done. I think I would have started fucking crying at that point. Like, uh, no, he didn't. And then they hit me with those facts. They hit me with those receipts. And that, like, what do you say? How do you act when you're out here trying to protect your husband's name? And then you find out on air that he's a horrible horrible fucking person that encouraged this woman who was in love with him to kill herself wow the shock the trauma and not only that the interview or the yes the interview airs and then you have to watch there with your sons as they find out the type of person their father was holy fucking shit yo my girl sophie props to her because honestly honestly she's holding it down while her whole life is falling apart and she's doing it for you know she's doing it at the end of the day for both ethan and kai who are the ones that need her at this moment the most like yes uh pia and andrea are also going through it but i think sophie's soul um worry is her sons as they should be of course um so yeah that that was it for that shit's traumatizing a lot of traumatizing things happen in this episode let's move on to that shit's heartwarming and there weren't many i think there no the ones that i picked were like oh well you'll listen to them first of all heartwarming as fuck seeing a happy gay couple is always always heartwarming i like love the depiction of of um you know two men in love which we don't get to see as much as we should be we should be getting this left and fucking right but we don't and i love that it was depicted in clickbait i mean healthy relationship Mm, i don't know it's a little bit toxic, but at the end of the day, there's love there, you know? So I, yes, heartwarming, yes. Toxic, a little bit. Um, okay, so another heartwarming thing was the fact that the bookstore or- owner, or yeah, it was a bookstore, right? So the bookstore owner, he was so cute. He was like, I want him as a grandpa. Like, he was so, like, just his character. And the fact that he thought that these two men were looking for a cat. I mean, they did ask for Maggie Oxley's. And that was the the alias that Sarah Burden was going by. But the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, let me, I'll bring her right over. Don't worry. And she's like, he's like, she's our pet mascot. <laughs> that just, like, made my heart really, really happy. And the last one, which might be a little controversial because I don't know if Ben Park is a good person or not. I feel like he's just trying to get, he's just trying to make sure his career takes off. And I respect that. I fucking respect that. Mm, Maybe he should have a little bit more compassion for other human beings. Yes. Yes, he should. Yes, he should. 
But as we know, a competitive fucking business that he's in, and he's already at a loss because he's a minority. So, uh, which comes to my next point, I love seeing a gay Asian man triumph over the white pretty girl. Yes, give it to me. Give it to me every single fucking day. Because stop giving these opportunities to this white pretty girls just because. Okay, yes, he fucked up by entering the house. I agree 1000%, but that was his story. That was his story. And he did whatever he had to fucking do to get back as being the main guy. And he did get, he had his moment in the spotlight, which, you know, he triumphed. Did he turn Sophie's life upside down? Of course he did. But sometimes it's what you have to do, sadly. (laughs) And this week's Savage of the Week Award goes to Ben fucking Park. Yes, it does. I, I mean, just look at all what he did. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for Ben Park, Sneaking into the house, yes, threatening his own life or risking his own life, we would have never found out about those text messages and that Sarah Burden was the third woman that Nick was speaking to. Also, when like that, uh, uh, his other coworker was like, "Oh, good luck, don't fuck it up," and he's like, "I won't, bitch!" Like, oh, <laughs> savage. Yes, Ben Park is a motherfucking savage. Give him all the awards. So, I think I've ranted already, but final thoughts about this episode. I guess that if you want to succeed in life, you just got to be a savage like Ben Park. And I don't know if this is a good thing. I mean, you could just be a bare minimum baddie like me, or you could be a fucking savage and break into people's homes and ruin families and ruin lives but it's if it's the truth like are you really ruining them i don't know i guess we could really we could have a discussion about this yes we fucking can also last final 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 thought um let's not leave our keys under the mat anymore that is so scary. I sometimes do it. Uh, you come into my house. Uh, you wait for me here. <laughs> Imagine I walk in and you're sitting in my couch like, hi. <laughs> no, never mind. Don't come to my house. If you know where I live, never mind. It's, it's not going to happen because I'm not going to leave my mat under the key. But sometimes it happens where, um, let's say someone comes to visit me and they're out later than I am. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to close the door, but I'm going to leave the, the key for you under the mat. You know, like it makes sense. So I won't have to wake up. But then again, what if like my neighbor was looking at me through their people and they saw me like put the key there? That's so scary. That's so scary. And I don't even tape it to to my floor mat like fucking Simon did. Like that was smart. I just put it in the fucking floor and hope for the best. I'm like, Diosito, God is me again. <laughs> Please keep me the fuck safe because, uh, yes, that's just me not trying to wake up. (laughs) So, in conclusion, do not leave your keys under your mat. Uh, 
I guess if we could like figure out a solution for that, yes, you should have an extra key just in case you ever get locked out, but you should give it to one of your close friends. Only if you trust them. Only if you trust them. Like, like you would trust them with your life. If you want to trust them with your life, do not give it to them. Because uh, statistics shows that the people closest to us are more likely to murder us. FYI. I don't know where the fuck I got that statistic from, but I believe on it wholeheartedly. I believe that it's true a thousand percent. So as long as you trust this person with your life, then they should have your keys. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> so we have gotten to the end of the episode. You already know the fucking drill. Follow the podcast on Twitter where where that show, that is spelled D-A-T, show fuck me up. Fucked is spelled without a U, so F-C-K-E-D. On Instagram where that show F me up, F is spelled E-F-F-E-D. Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts um what else what fucking else what's my what's my little script i don't have a script but i sometimes i forget what i'm supposed to say give the podcast a five-star review not only on apple Podcasts, but you can now also do it on fucking spotify spotify is spotify is amazing i love spotify but that's besides the point irrelevant uh what else oh let me check how much money we've done from the anchor um ad on the shows uh let's see at where we're at let me check the app we're at one dollar and 76 cents yo we're you're out here doing god's work by listening to me talk about tv shows maybe you know what i'm a manifested this amount is gonna go up by so much fucking money that i'm not even gonna believe it overnight over fucking night and oh my god i don't know i just got a rush of energy i'm really excited for the uh, last few episodes of the podcast so there are um eight episodes in total is it eight episodes yes no wait are there i or are there seven i don't remember holy shit it doesn't matter so you already know the drill be gentle be kind and don't be an asshole <laughs> like ben park unless you absolutely have to be goodbye